0: Hello and welcome to the Long Haul Trucking with George and Paul podcast. I'm George Aarons, Vice President of the ASC Education Foundation, and I'm joined by my co-host and friend, Paul Segala.
1: And I'm Paul Segala, Mobile DelVac CVL Application Engineer and a member of the Technology and Maintenance Council.
0: So in our first segment, we really want to talk about industry and has not particularly been proactive in working with government or educational institutes about their industry needs. And what I mean by that is real quickly. At meeting after meeting, we hear people say, well, I hired this guy, but he didn't have this or this or that. But then you ask, are you involved in your local schools advisory committee? And the answer is no. We have a national concern with a local solution. Get involved. If education doesn't know what you need, they don't know what to teach. And many of you are both personal and professional taxpayers in your community. Your voice needs to be heard, and it's really about involvement. And real quickly, I'll tell you a a crazy story. Back in the early 2000s, I was a guest of the government of Oman. You're geographically challenged like I am. It's between Yemen and Emirates on the Persian Gulf to evaluate the automotive programs. Halfway around the world, they're experiencing the same problem that we are here. If education and industry would have communicated, it would have saved me a trip, which was a wonderful trip but it would have saved them so much time and energy knowing what is it that industry wants in an entry-level technician. And Paul, I got to believe you're hearing this constantly from both sides.
1: Yeah, absolutely, George. Another big thing that I see uh, when I talk to some of these uh, institutions, um, as well as our customers is technicians that are not um you know, up to date on the latest and greatest. And when you look at some of the uh, schools and their equipment, they're, you know, stuff back from the 80s and 90s and early 2000s. And it's, it's no surprise that the technician walks in and, you know, sees a new piece of equipment and has no idea to, to go about, you know, how to do a proper uh, diagnostic of, say, an after-treatment system or we're getting or downloading information from an ECM. Yeah. Um, and that's really critical uh, that businesses should get involved and, you know, between donations and, you know, getting equipment in there, you know, of a totaled vehicle uh, or something that, that these students can work on and, and be ready to kind of hit the ground running when they, when they graduate.
0: And, and Paul, you make a great point. We at the ASC Education Foundation accredit auto collision and truck programs. And the cornerstone of our accreditation is industry's involvement with the program. But more importantly, accreditation is ensuring that what the program is teaching is relevant and reflective of industry needs, what a concept, but more than anything else is that they have all of the resources, tools and equipment and curriculum to be able to deliver that content so those students get that hands-on experience. And if the program is not accredited, it's not saying that it's a bad program, but do we really know what's being delivered in there? And also, if we're not communicating with education, Many of them still want to teach engines, and we all know that nobody's going to put a 19-year-old on a $60,000 engine, but they better be able to do a PM, they better be able to change oil, they better be able to look up on a scan tool or service information, and they better know a little bit about electrical, don't you think, Paul?
1: Oh, absolutely! I, I know from my own experience many, many moons ago when I when I wrenched for a fleet, um, and I and I was, um, you know, two years of O-Tech and then an eighteen month, um, you know, diesel, uh, heavy duty diesel program. Um, it, it was just kind of night and day uh, of what was being taught and and really what my experience was, you know, in, in a fleet um, uh, arena. So. It- it's just it's just kind of amazing uh, the focus, uh, especially like you say, on heavy-duty diesel engines, um, and not as much on you know all the auxiliary equipment around you know the electrical systems and the air conditioning and the electronics and and and, and things of that nature. So making sure that you're getting a well-rounded technician, you know, when they come out uh, and enter the workforce, um, as well as having a mentor uh, when, they, when they come into a fleet. Um, I can say from my own experience, I had many mentors um, for different functions within the fleet. Um, and that's really where I learned, you know, the most and, and how to apply what I learned in technical school uh, in my day-to-day job.
0: Oh, and let's be honest, we are now a society that wants instant gratification. You know, we order something online and we expect it to be on the porch in two hours or the next day or whatever. And many of companies still expect to go out and find an experienced tech to just throw into place and start being productive. Well, they don't really exist. Let's be honest. If an experienced tech is a good tech. That company is doing everything in their power to retain those individuals. And those that are out there may not be exactly what the fleet needs, but by growing your own, first of all, you're growing from your own local school, so a local pool, and you the only bad habits they're gonna learn are the ones you teach them, right?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely, yeah getting involved with these local institutions, being able to handpick the technicians that you know are trained for your programs and for your fleet. And, and they know the proper, you know, regreasing or service intervals or, you know, how to check a coolant um, and, and, and they know your processes from day one and it, you know, they're ready to step on the floor and contribute.
0: And we at the ASC Education Foundation did a survey a few years back and say that we that said that we lose nearly 42 percent in the first two years. And, Paul, I know this next little statement I'm going to make. You've heard many times from service managers or fleet managers. You hired this kid out of this high powered tech school, came in with his pretty new red toolbox, put him on a job the first day and he screwed it up. Well, did he screw it up or did he just do it different than you? And does your company change the process and procedure to get the truck out sooner? And there was nobody there to tell that young person how you do it in your organization, and they're doing it the way that they were taught. And now we take a young person who's really gung-ho about our industry, and we just kind of whack them on the first day going, I can't believe you don't know how to do this. Never heard that before, have we? Right,
1: George. It's it's so true. I mean, having someone to kind of mentor and oversee, and giving them positive feedback, as well as as showing them the proper way that that shop and that fleet do things, um, is key uh, to helping that uh, that technician making them feel part of the team, making them feel like a family. uh, That's where you start building uh, the long-term employee
0: um, to the fleet. Paul, you said the major word is make them feel like they're part of the family. Many of us, baby boomers, gray hairs, no hairs, we grew up, mom and dad had the same last name, mom stayed at home and there was one car. That doesn't exist in today's world. And for some of these young people, we Companies don't realize they spend eight hours a day at your place of business. You spend more time with them than anybody else in their life. And they want to feel like they're part of the family and part of something. And if they can't, they're going to find that somewhere else. And sometimes we baby boomers, we have a different philosophy. You know, we live to work. This group works to live and maybe they got it right. But we have to understand what's important to them in order to get our needs met also agreed agreed and
1: it's not always the money that uh attracts them to move on to another job it's it's being included it's being part of a part of a team uh that really shows gives them satisfaction um like you said before everybody is you know instantaneous they want things to happen if they feel that they're being included Um, and they're contributing, that's half the struggle.
0: Well, and and let's kind of close this segment out with this. If you've never been a technician and you've never moved that toolbox, you have no idea what I'm talking about. But as a former technician and you also, a technician doesn't wake up one morning and say, I'm going to quit for 25 cents more an hour. People believe that, but I've got a bridge for sale also. It festers inside of us as technicians for a long period of time. And when we make a decision to quit and go to work for somebody else, what we're saying to that employer is the unknown is better than staying with you. Think about that statement. And clearly, if I'm thinking that, how many other people on the shop floor are also? Your thoughts?
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's a, it's a great point. I mean, I can tell you from, from my own experience um, you know, you're always looking for opportunities if they come up to better yourself. And I can say, you know, when I, when I left the, the fleet environment, um, I've been with my, my current employer for over 32 years now. And you know, I, I look back on that time as um, you know, an experience. It was very productive. I learned a lot um, and made a lot of uh, you know, good friends along the way.
0: So to close out this section real quickly, folks, we have a national concern with a local solution. Get involved. If you're not in part of, involved in your local programs, you are part of the problem and you have no voice at the table to complain. It really is. What these schools usually ask for is an hour or an hour and a half twice a year to serve on an advisory committee for you to give input to them of what they need to teach and what resources they need to be able to deliver that content so that they can prepare young people to come to work for you. It's that simple, get involved. Paul, any closing comments?
1: No, George. I think you have it covered. You know, involvement is key uh, for not only helping your fleets, but also helping the industry uh, to bring these technicians out um, and make them productive and contributors uh, to the you know to the broader scope.